Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Lodestar's Lending Leaders Summer Edition. Um, slowly wrapping up the summer here, sadly. Um, today, I'm once again joined by the loquacious Elena Gardner, uh, Sales and Marketing Manager here at Lodestar. And we're going to be talking about a topic near and dear to our hearts, which is millennials and management. Um, so we have both been our millennials and work around a lot of non-millennials, whether we manage them, whether they're clients, whether just people in our orbit one way or another. So um, want to really talk about those generational differences in the workplace uh, that seemingly aren't going away. No, I definitely don't think they are. I think if anything, they're going to get bigger because I think between the generations above us and the generations and below us, we are going to be the communicators to both sides. Yeah. And I think we need to get this out of the way because one of our um, uh, coworkers, Brian, uh, is a Gen Z and feels like he just gets it from both ends of being considered a boomer by folks like us or being considered by a millennial as a millennial by people that are older. So, yes. you know, Gen Xers, we, we feel your pain. Yes. And we know you're not boomers, you're just boomer adjacent. So it's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. And I think this topic actually came out of a meeting last week where um, he was the oldest person in the meeting, so he felt mm. very much out of place. And I think as you know, you go from always being on the younger side, like we have in a lot of places that we've been, um, to now being the older person, it's definitely um, definitely a, a strange transition. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we should really acknowledge is just in general the age of the mortgage industry, right? It is right. so dramatic in comparison to a lot of other industries, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And most, you know, I came from another industry before this job and our, I was not normally the youngest person in the room. Mm -hmm. um, and I can tell that in the mortgage industry that will very much be the case. <laughs> yep. And I think we're probably in the middle of it because as a SaaS company, as a software technology company, you you tend younger, right? With mm -hmm. getting developers, getting marketing folks, a lot of people you get. So it's a weird kind of dichotomy because the industry we're trying to sell to, our clients, the folks we're dealing with are much on the older side. Um, whereas our staff, you know, I'm on the older side of the people at the company at 34. And, you know, there's jokes I make that employees don't get and then jokes I make that clients don't get because it's too young. So it's always kind of, you know, uh, playing in the middle can always be a little bit tricky. I mean, you're always safe with dad jokes, Jim. <laughs> Quite a few. I had a good one this morning, too. So, yeah, yeah. we um, well, I was about to say you're always sa safe with Star Wars as well, which is the Dark Star Wars is, is very favorite. safe. I think that yeah. that is one good way to break through. But um, so, you know, tell me a little bit about what your experience has been, you know, managing folks that are older, what those challenges have been, how you struggled with it, how you eventually broke through. So I have kind of a unique backstory with management. I was, I had got my first management job at 16, which is mm -hmm. crazy. I had been in the workforce for two and a half years when I became a manager. So not completely insane. Right. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I learned in that first couple of years in management was it's not necessarily about the age that matters. It's about the respect. And it can be really hard to get the respect of someone who's dramatically older than you when you're in a position where you have to tell them what to do, because that's your job, right? Yeah. As a manager, your job is to manage the situation and manage people's tasks. Um, 
And I think, you know, of course, everyone has different ways of gaining respect or losing respect. And I found one of the things that always works better, you know, with older employees is to say, I understand that you're older than me and I respect your knowledge and your opinion and kind of acknowledge the fact that like, they might know more than you and they probably do about a lot of things, but at the end of the day, you're in that role and they're not, unfortunately. And the conversation really just needs to be, I don't need you to like me. I need you to respect me. Very similar to the office in the Stanley and Michael scene of did I stutter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, for, for me as a manager, um, turning into Michael Scott is kind of always in the back of my head, right? <laughs> of, you know, employees are your family and things like that. And it's just not, not in the way that he does it, right? You're a boss first and then, then the relationship goes from there. So I think that's always interesting. I, I, I really like your point about generally people will, you know, be able to see that talent and you can command that as a manager. I think now at, at Lodestar, we have a lot of situations where folks are managing people who are older than them. Um, and for the most part, there really hasn't been too, too many issues mm -hmm. with that. And I think um, a lot of that is just setting the expertise, setting expectations with folks. And, you know, you bring someone in and you say, this person is going to be your manager, mm -hmm. right? Especially when you're able to do that from the time that person interviews. Mm -hmm. um, you're interviewing with Elena, she will be the person you report to directly. Yeah. Right. And you can set that from day run. So I think that is helpful. Um, I think one thing, I was 26 when I started Lodestar and selling into an industry where people usually were twice my age. Um, I think I was, I was very self-conscious about that. And I would, I would lie about my age. Um, and I think it wasn't until a few years in that I kind of, one, stopped doing that. And also just really owned the fact that I'm selling software here. Like if there's ever something that people are going to look at someone younger than them for, it's software, yeah. right? And I think also just realizing like I can be in this industry 15 more years, I'll be 50, 49, 50 years old and I'll still be on the younger end, right? So like just accepting that and like, you know, letting your expertise speak for itself more than necessarily the number of years, you know, I've been in here X years. Oh, I've done this, right? Just focus on, on kind of those types of um, accomplishments, I think is important. Yeah, it's definitely important to have that confidence in yourself. And like, mm -hmm. I know one of the things that I did early on that was kind of terrifying is I joined a board of, board of directors in the hospitality industry for meeting mm -hmm. professionals international. And I had been a part of the association for like six months when yeah. I joined. Um, I had walked up to someone and I said, Hey, I just want to volunteer with your marketing and communications like team. Right. Mm -hmm. I got a call like three weeks later and she was like, Hey, do you want to be on the board of directors? Cause there was a vacancy and they needed someone right yeah. away. Um, so three weeks later, I was the director of communications. No one in the association knew who I was mm -hmm. and no one, everyone was like, I, we, I went to a retreat and they're all like staring at me. They're like, who's this 23 year old? Yeah. Like, I was younger than all like by everyone in the year in the room by like 15 years mm -hmm. and hospitality is a pretty young industry yeah. in comparison to a lot of things. I think it's the real thing that really drove me to succeed is one, you never want to be the young person who fails. Right. So there's that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the other thing is 
when you're in a room like that and you have so many qualified leaders and managers around you is to just listen to every single thing they say, learn as much as possible and just be confident in your position. At the end of the day, like, yeah, it's a volunteer position, but I was put there because no one else would take the job. Mm -hmm. So you might as well do the best with it you can. And I think that's important too, when you're hired for a position is you were hired for a reason and you were given that job for a reason. So you are obviously qualified to do it, or at least the people who hired you think to be, or maybe you've baffled them all and congrats to you. You've earned the right to fail at the end of the day, right? Exactly. Or the opportunity to succeed, I guess. It's a better way of looking (laughs) at it. And I think that confidence is so important because if you don't have it, everyone's going to know. Yeah. Like, and then you lose that immediate respect that you have by just being in the room. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, at least the turning point was when I stopped talking about my age and just talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, these are the things I'm working on. These are the things we're doing in the industry. These are the types of people we work with, you know, let that type of stuff speak for itself. And to your point earlier, just ask a lot of questions too. Ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be offended. And by ask a lot of questions, ask them about themselves and what they would do yep. in a situation. Because everyone likes to talk about themselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. And I think then too, you know, it's only a matter of time you go through the turning point where now you are no longer the youngest person in the room. And now you're in the middle, middle part, or eventually become the older person in the room. And I think, um, you know, as that happens, then you have to deal with the opposite of managing folks who are younger than you. Right. And I think I, you know, I'm at a point where I see both. Um, But I think, you know, maybe speaking from the times you have had folks who are older managing you, you know, what things do you feel work better if we are talking to someone who's a Gen X or a baby boomer managing folks that are a lot younger? First of all, don't relate me to your kids. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I I have kids that are my age and I am totally okay with that. I have very close friends who have kids that are older than me. Yeah. But it doesn't come up because our relationship is professional and it says, hey, I respect you as another human being and I understand where you are. I think it just comes off as incredibly demeaning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, you're younger than my child. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. I get it. Or I could be your dad. I get that one a lot too. I could be your parent. Mm-hmm. cool that's great yeah but at the end of the day you know we're not your kids mm-hmm. just a fact <laughs> and we're in a professional setting and at one point you were us yeah so remember how it felt to get that same comment or for people to say i've gotten a lot of oh well millennials are lazy and they don't work hard but you're different yeah okay well not really. There's a lot of us and you can't segment an entire job. What do you, how do you respond to that? You're like, baby boomers are really bad at technology, but like you, you send emails really well. Like, <laughs> like, what the hell? like, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is that if everyone just looks at it and be like, Hey, how was I treated at that age by the people around me? How did you yeah. wish you were treated? Mm-hmm. And that's how we can make the difference. And that's how millennials make the difference to yeah. hopefully make the difference to Gen Z. And I think it's important to be cognizant of people's communication styles. You know, I have, we have partners, we have clients who the easiest thing is to pick up the phone and call them, right? I understand mm-hmm. that millennials don't want to do that, right? Or just aren't really used to doing that, which is fine. I have very few 
personal friends and family that I actually talk to on the phone. So I get that for work. I have no problem picking up that phone. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, clients or partners that text me all the time, right? There's other folks I would never do that with, or I would never expect to, to text me. So, or there's folks who are really good with email. There's people who are really bad with email. So I think, you know, just kind of learning how people want to communicate or are better communicating on what platforms I think is helpful. Oh, 100%. And I don't think that there's any one good way to communicate with a millennial over, you know, another, right? Like I always open my emails. I also respond to texts and all that delightfulness. (laughs) And I think kind of to wrap this up too, I think there has been more of a level setting over the last year and a half because everyone's had to work on Zoom right? Everyone's Mm -hmm. had to learn Zoom. We had a conversation the other day where we were putting a QR code um, on a a banner. And two years ago, we would never do that. That was a dying technology. No one uses QR codes, right? Because of the pandemic, how many people use QR codes at restaurants, right? I love it. It's really easy because you don't have to deal with menus. You have everything on your phone. It's a technology that came back. And also the comment we made when we put it on the banner was, oh, everyone knows how to use this now. Mm-hmm. And it's just that moment of, you know, I think the pandemic has provided so much of a level, like you said, a level setting for people with technology. And it's yeah. really exciting to see, you know, mm-hmm. older generations finally, you know, I've worked with bosses that would not even consider a project management tool. Would it have made life so much easier? Absolutely. Yeah. Than uh, Excel spreadsheet. But at the same time, he was like, oh, well, it's too difficult. It's too hard. And I think that's the biggest thing I would encourage older generations to look at is Mm -hmm. like a lot of times your millennials or your tech savvy people in your office are only suggesting technologies because they know it can improve processes and they're the ones using it every day. Mm -hmm. So maybe just just listen and give them a chance. And we understand, and I guess we'll have to give advice to millennials too. Sometimes just pick up that phone or get on that Zoom because you're going to get a lot a lot more done faster that way. Oh yeah, talking in person is always the fastest way to do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But only if there's an agenda. Oh, true, true. Important to have an agenda, for it's sure. Important to have an agenda. So. Speaking of, were were there any questions that we missed on our millennial topic? Oh, I don't think so. If anyone though does have any questions on millennials and once, even if you just, you want it to be private and you just want to answer a real, an odd question, uh, message us at lendingleaders at lssoftwaresolutions.com and Jim and I will respond to your email and answer any millennial questions Mm -hmm. uh, that you might have. We might even include some memes too. We might. Yeah. We're big fans of memes. Exactly. Yeah, I, I actually... As an older millennial, um, it takes me a little while to actually get all of my memes to work correctly in emails. So that's something I've been trying really hard on. Hope you did. Yeah. So. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Alita. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. We'll see you all next week. Talk to you next week.